In this episode, we will be talking about how stimulus talks have failed between Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. What can the Treasury still do to send stimulus payments to the American people? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Also, Donald Trump wants to be considered a wartime president. Ladies and gentlemen, what does that mean and what does that mean for the future of stimulus? These topics are so, so, so important because these have massive implications, not only for the stock market, but on the crypto markets as well. More importantly, the Treasury has an accounting trick that they can use to unlock massive amounts of money. We will talk about that later on. But before we get into the content today, down in the comments, I want to know your thoughts. Donald Trump has said that a stimulus bill isn't coming until after the elections. What effect do you think this will have on the stock market and more importantly on the cryptocurrency market? And if you want to further discuss any of these concepts with me personally, then check out the XRP Bully Consulting Service, your source of one-on-one -on -one education related to XRP and cryptocurrency. Click all my links down below in the description. Welcome back to the XRP Bully Show. I'm the XRP Bully, back again with more cryptocurrency news. Thank you to those in the US and around the world for supporting this channel. Like, subscribe, and share for more content each and every day. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is not financial advice. I am the XRP Bully. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing that we're going to listen to today is an interview between Lou Dobbs and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. And I just want to give you a little bit of background to see where Steve Mnuchin's mind was at going into these stimulus talks with Nancy Pelosi. Let's listen in. So as you've heard, Steve Mnuchin does want direct payments to all Americans. Same thing that President Donald J. Trump wants as well. But those talks have failed between Steve Mnuchin and Nancy Pelosi. And Donald Trump is not happy that these talks have been at a stalemate for such a long time. And he has gone on Twitter to vent his frustration. So let me read this thread for you because he says a lot in this thread. So it reads, Nancy Pelosi is asking for $2.4 trillion to bail out poorly run high crime Democrat states, money that is in no way related to COVID-19. We made a very generous offer of $1.6 trillion and as usual, she is not negotiating in good faith. I am rejecting their request and looking to the further of our country sorry, looking to the future of our country. I have instructed my representatives to stop negotiating until after the election, when immediately after I win, we will pass a major stimulus bill that focuses on hardworking Americans and small businesses. I have asked Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell not to delay, but to instead focus full time on, on approving my outstanding nominee to the United States Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. So obviously, Donald Trump has given up on these talks, ladies and gentlemen. He wants to be considered a wartime president. And ladies and gentlemen, we are really in the middle of a war. It is a shadow war between the American people and this health crisis, really, this COVID-19 crisis. But what does being a wartime president mean? And what does it mean for Donald Trump? In order to understand what it means, we have to look at prior or previous wartime presidents that we've had in American history. 
So this goes back all the way to the American Revolution. The first wartime president was George Washington. He was the very first wartime president. Next, James Madison got us through the War of 1812, the Mexican-American War. James K. Polk was the president at that time. The Civil War, Abraham Lincoln was the president of, of that time. The Persian Gulf War, George H.W. Bush. The Iraq War, George W. Bush, but more recently, the Iraq War has been the most recent war in American history. Fun fact for everyone, during a time of war, the American people do not change presidents. That has been the case throughout history. Throughout history, the American people do not change presidents. So this is why Donald Trump wants to be considered a war time president. He is really beating his chest and he is very confident that he could win this re-election. Whether or not he can actually win this re-election, I don't know. I'm not going to get political on this channel. I'm just showing you what history has showed us. And history has showed us that throughout times of war, the American people will not change the presidency. Now, what does this mean for the stimulus payments? And how can the American people still receive stimulus payments. In my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think that Donald Trump is going to wait until after the elections in order to send stimulus checks. Let me be clear. Donald Trump, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, does not need Congress in order to send stimulus payments. This is just a formality. This is just a formality. They don't need Congress. And Jim Rickards, famous economist, explains what trick that the Treasury could do in order to unlock massive amounts of money. Let's listen in to this interview that he is having with the street. Oh, by the way, the Treasury can't pay its bills. But the Treasury has a trick up its sleeve. It's been done before, which is the following. The gold on the books of the Treasury is officially valued at $42.22 per ounce. Now, look, everyone knows that's not the price, but that was the price back in 1973 when they first did this. You could mark its market just the way a hedge fund does. So the Treasury could take right. the gold and say, okay, we're now going to market to 1300 right. or any number you want. And that difference between $42 an ounce and $1,300 an ounce, the tr all the Treasury has to do is send a certificate. This is under the... Uh, uh, the Gold Act of 1934, all they have to do is send a certificate to the Fed, and the Fed has to give them the money in the Treasury's bank account. So the Treasury could pull $350 billion out of thin air just by remarking the gold. If Without that were raising... to happen, what would that do to the price of gold? Well, it, it, at, at a minimum, it's, it would say, well, wait a second, the Treasury's treating gold like money. Maybe I better right. think about what it means to be money. If you, the minute you do that, you get to $10,000 gold, because that would be... That would be what the price of gold would have to be to support the existing money supply, uh, basically uh, uh, M1. Did everyone just hear what Jim Rickards has said? Jim Rickards is a very, very wise man. He knows the economy. He knows about gold. And I do trust his judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, according to the Gold Act of 1934, he said, I believe, all the treasury would need to do is mark the book price of gold to market. The market price of gold is around $1,800. The book price of gold is at $42, 42.222 per ounce. 
Now, let me explain why it is $42 per ounce. The reason why is because that was the price of gold during the 1970s. Now, if you don't know what happened during the 1970s, the 1970s is when the United States got off of the gold standard. The reason why they got off is because the world had this worldwide initiative called Bretton Woods, in which they agreed that major economies would be on the gold standard, essentially. So that is where this book price of gold lies. That's the price of acquisition, okay? That's just basic accounting, okay? For example, if you buy a house and the house appreciates in value, the book price of your house is going to be the price that you bought it at, not the price that it is worth right now, okay? So this accounting trick can be used to unlock about $1 trillion in liquidity. And the Federal Reserve would have to give that money up. This is something that is a great, great possibility for the Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, and for Donald Trump's re-election chances. Will this happen? We don't know. But this is not off of the table. And I could imagine that Donald Trump and Steve Mnuchin are licking their lips right now because they want to use this really, really badly. And since we're on the topic of gold, we cannot forget that Judy Shelton is still waiting to be confirmed to the Federal Reserve Board. And let's listen to what her stance is on gold. We could offer a treasury debt instrument that included a gold convertibility feature. Why gold? It doesn't have to be gold. But since central banks in over 100 countries already hold gold as part of their international reserves, it seems a good neutral reserve asset. And in my mind, a way to avoid political resentments. So let's imagine a U.S. Treasury instrument that works like this. On the day of maturity, the holder of the Treasury bond would be entitled to receive back either the face value of the bond or a pre-specified amount of gold. I'll say that again. The day the bond matures, the bondholder gets back either the face value on the bond or else a pre-specified amount of gold. It is their option. So, for example, ladies and gentlemen, we are waiting for this pro gold standard nominee to be confirmed. And I could not be more excited. What is my stance? We need a return to sound money, ladies and gentlemen. And a gold standard would do just that. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with more news on everything in the XRP and cryptocurrency community. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. I'm the XRP Bully signing.